Are you tired of feeling like you have to hide your faith in order to be successful in business? Welcome to the Flamingo Advantage podcast, where Christian marketing and client experience coach Katie Horner leads you to embrace your uniqueness, to see the marketplace as a mission field, and your business as an act of worship. Welcome back to the Flamingo Advantage podcast. I'm your host, Katie Horner, and we have another very special guest with us today. We have been interviewing primarily women up until this point. However, our guest today is a man. He is a pastor. He is an entrepreneur. He is a father and a friend of mine through a mastermind that we're in together and has a very unique business. And so I'm excited to be able to introduce you to him and his business. This particular business helps pastors to think and act and thrive as prosperous entrepreneurs so that they can serve people from an overflow of abundance. And I just think that is such an amazing and unique way to build a business. We're going to find out from him how they are building their business and uh, how they're helping others to build their business as well. And so thank you so much for being with us today. John Sanders, welcome to the podcast. Katie, thank you so much for letting me hang out where the ladies normally talk. This is awesome. Thanks for having me on the show. I know our audience is a mix, but uh, we've just had mainly a female guest up until now. So I'm excited to get some men in here too. We are also going to be interviewing Dan Miller, Greg Gray, some others coming up soon. So you guys want to stay subscribed and watch for those as everybody's bringing some interesting insight and uniqueness to the show with the different businesses that we have. But talk to us a little bit about how this business came to be. Your business, the whole purpose is to help pastors start a business. And some people think that there's a real dichotomy in that, that maybe those two things shouldn't coexist. Talk to us a little bit about the method. Yeah. Of this. yeah. So I grew up in a pastor's home and led a church, planted and led a church for many years. And I've been in and around pastoral ministry my entire life. I'm on staff at a church now where I preach about once a month and it's, it's an awesome gig. I love the church. Uh, Our co-founder of Andre Pastors, my friend Les Hughes, is also a very similar story. Grew up in and around pastoral ministry, and he's way older than me, so he's he's got a lot more years of experience in this. But he and I both come from that background of pastoral ministry, working in the church, and while we both love it, we've also both experienced and come to recognize there are a lot of flawed mindsets out there around the subject of what is ministry and is it okay for a pastor to thrive financially? We believe the answer is yes. And we think the way to do that is not to just ask their church for more money through the offering plate, but to go out into the marketplace where you can create that uh, income through multiple different businesses, you know, based on how God has wired and shaped you. And so that's what we do at Entree Pastors. About a year and a half ago, Les and I came together and launched Entree Pastors. And what we primarily do is encourage and support pastors to do exactly that, to get out in the marketplace and launch a business of their own that is creating value. And it can look like a lot of things and we can get into that. We have pastors doing all kinds of different stuff as far as what those businesses are. But ultimately, we want to help them do well financially. We believe that when that happens, it is a win-win for them and the churches that they serve and takes a lot of pressure off. Uh, But there's a lot of baggage that we deal with around all of that, Uh, not only from the side of the pastors, but also the side of, you know, the people who sit in the pews and what do they think about all of this? So 
We do a lot of work around mindset as well as some business coaching with the clients that we serve. I love that you're doing this. Um, very, very near and dear to my heart because it's something I've lived through, not as yeah. a a pastor, so to speak, but as in full-time ministry, my husband and I were in full-time mission work prior to starting our business and becoming full-time entrepreneurs. And so I know firsthand <laughs> the oh. comments, um, but you're in ministry. How do you have time for business? Isn't that taking away time for ministry? And, oh, well, if you're starting a business, does that mean you're no longer trusting God to provide for your needs? And all of those kinds of things that we do have to work through as ministry people who find God leading us to other ways of ministry. I don't see work as secular and ministry as sacred. I believe that God has called me to be a witness for him in every place that I go during my life. I don't think I can separate that. It has to be blended as a part of who I am. And I love that you guys are also seeing that and teaching that, teaching folks how to do that and sort of coaching or counseling those pastors through that transition. And I know that you're helping them answer some of those questions as well, because it comes up all the time, right? Yeah. And and one of the things too, I think is, does God only provide certain ways for certain people? And answering that from a, you know, it, it's almost a personal, personal belief, personal perspective thing. But tell us, tell us about some of the things that, that you have had to work through and how you answer those questions when they come up for you. Yeah. So for a little bit of entree pastors is kind of based out of my own journey and Les would say something very similar because of some of his experiences as well. But, you know, I served 17 years as a church planter, lead pastor. And by the way, I left a career in the fire service. I was a full-time firefighter and I really sensed God calling me out of that to go plant a church. I argued with him. I told him all my reasons why this was a really bad idea, but eventually I surrendered after trying to outrun him. And so I, I went into ministry, loved it, you know, loved serving in that capacity. But then I had this crazy opportunity many years later to go back into full-time firefighting while I was still leading a, a church. So here I am now at what many would look at as a successful church pastor. We planted a church. It's grown into six different locations. And now the pastor wants to go be a firefighter and a pastor. And so I had a ton of stuff I had to work through in my mind. Firefighting isn't really entrepreneurial, but it's still that theme of I'm going away from church. I'm going out into the world to earn money doing something that's not ministry. And by the way, my church was, for the most part, very supportive, a pretty healthy church. Most of the the opposition and objections came from between my own two ears. It was a lot of the the voices that I was hearing from the past of just life growing up in the church. And so I had to work through a lot of that, that really God is not the one that has built this dichotomy of serving me inside the four walls of this building called the church is sacred. And then anything else outside of that is some secular thing that you have to you know reconcile that. He helped me see time and again that every square inch of this universe belongs to Jesus Christ, and we can take that ministry mindset and that ministry calling to everything we do in life. So I'm grateful to say that many years ago, I, I took that opportunity. I went back into full-time firefighting. I sensed God was saying, if you want to be both, you can be both. Here it is. And then later on, I had an opportunity to launch another business as a coach that kind of uh, came out of a podcast that I had been doing for a long time. So again, that one was not as hard to work through. But now I started to deal with like, is it okay for me to actually be profitable? And for years in pastoral ministry, 
we just lived kind of hand to mouth. At, at Entree Pastors, we call it the starving pastor. It's it's kind of this thing nobody says out loud because it sounds terrible, but it's kind of a real narrative in the church world of we're not real comfortable with a pastor who's thriving financially. We all are pretty comfortable and have a mental framework around a pastor who's barely getting by financially. Well, we live that for many years. And so when I started to now, as a result of having two incomes and now a third business of coaching that started to become fairly profitable, I had to work through that once again. Like, is this okay for me to be making decent money and not to have financial panic every two weeks in my life, you know, and hoping that there's enough paycheck at the end of the the pay period? Anyway, all, all of that, like I've walked that journey. So when we meet our clients that are struggling with that stuff, Les and I both understand where they are. We've heard those voices. We've had to work through some of those hangups on our own. And we really feel like we're in a good place to kind of guide them down that pathway and show them there is a path forward here and and it's healthier and more life-giving than you ever could have imagined. And, and we're thrilled to help people find that. Well, I'm thrilled that you're doing it. And for those of you listening, uh, if you know somebody who needs to hear this message, so a friend of yours that's in ministry, please share this with them. Help us get the word out that there there is a safe space for people oh. who are looking at how do I continue to provide? How What if God is calling me from a ministry into a quote unquote secular position? And how do I get the help? Because so many people in our world don't understand it and can't get beyond some of those limiting beliefs for whatever reason, you know, you need to find someone who can encourage you and show you the steps and help you to get your mindset in the right place to be able to do that. And uh, Andre Pastors is a great place. So please share that with them. The thing I loved that you said there, John, you talked about how I wanted to go into the fire department. And I think that's an important piece for people to recognize. A lot of times I think we struggle with, does God want me to do this? Or is it something I want to do? And Mm -hmm. You know, I just keep remembering the verse about God giving us the desires of our hearts. And I believe that that can be applied in the way that God plants within us the desires that he wants us to have so that we can walk them out. And so if I'm feeling like I want to go and do this, that doesn't qualify in the world's definition of ministry. And yet it's something that gets me into connection with other people I believe God can use that to both fulfill desires in our hearts as well as give us opportunity for ministry. You know, yeah. the, the Great Commission is to go out into all the world and preach the gospel, not go bring the world into a building to preach the gospel. Yep. And so I think that that sometimes we get too caught up in, is this God or is this me? And what if it's both? And what if it's okay for you to follow those desires and let God give you opportunities to minister in the marketplace, to find a yeah. mission field in the marketplace? Yeah, Katie, I'll tell you a quick story of a unlock that we had with a pastor one time just in a coaching conversation. It was such an encouragement to kind of see that light bulb come on. I have really loved that verse for a long time. De- Psalm 37, 4, delight yourself in the Lord and he will give you the desires of your heart. Now, I know scripture also teaches that our hearts can be desperately wicked. And, you know, I get that. And that verse can be taken out of context to and be manipulated. But here's the yeah. thing. let's Let's just look at what it is saying. When we delight ourselves in the Lord, this is what we really help this pastor with. When I'm delighting myself in the Lord, I can trust the desires of my heart. Why do I want the things I want? Why do I care about the things I care about? We can choose to believe it's because I have a God who created me 
on purpose for a purpose. And he put those desires. So when I'm delighting myself in him, he is a good God and says, I'm going to give you the very thing that you've been desiring. So it, it takes discernment and wisdom. And we need to recognize that it's good to have a you know multitude of counselors around us and all of that. But still, there is something to that. We ask our clients to answer the question, what do I want? Because we don't think that's an unspiritual, unholy question or a selfish question. I think it's a powerful question. What do you want? Because I believe that, and by the way, even if we get past the material stuff, even if I just gave you endless run, like anything you want, you can have, that list is going to run out pretty quickly because we're going to get to the real desires of your heart. What do you really want? Okay, we got you the boat you've been wanting. We ha- you have the car you want, but what do you really want? And I'm telling you, somewhere in there is the voice and the imprint of God on your life. We want to help you discover that. Certainly, that can look like being fulfilled in a pulpit, ministry, preaching the gospel, leading a church, shepherding people, yes. And it can also be fulfilled in multiple other ways out in the marketplace where you are fulfilling God's call upon your life, and he's giving you the desires of your heart. So I I love that you brought up that verse. I get excited about it. (laughs) Yeah. It's exciting for me too. And I think one of the things that we walk through our clients uh, with is that like zone of genius. And some people don't like that because it feels too prideful. Like, what am I good at? You know? Um, But what is the thing that God has uniquely gifted you to do that when you do it, it lights you up? You know, I think of uh, the Olympic runner, Eric Little. He said, When I run, I feel God's pleasure. Like, what is it that you do? that when you do that thing, you feel God's pleasure, right? And for me, it's teaching and it's coaching and it's helping people have those breakthrough moments that allow them to do what they were created to do even better, right? And I assume it's similar for you as as a a pastor with this gift of coaching and teaching. And it's okay for us to enjoy that. The other thing is, I think our culture has taught us for so long that you know ministry is sacred. You can enjoy ministry, right? You do it for free because it's God's work and whatever, but work is hard. Work yeah. is something we have to dread. And I don't think that's the case yep. because Ecclesiastes 2.22, 2.24, um, nothing better for a man than that he should eat and drink and find enjoyment in his work, right? Yeah. Like right. I believe God created us to enjoy those things that he's gifted us to do well. And yeah. when we can do it for him and for the benefit of others, like that's where the sweet spot happens. Yeah, one time I heard a teaching on the Sabbath as this, like work is such a gift of God for us that we view Sabbath almost like a parent telling their kids, it's time to put your toys away and sleep. And the kid's like, I don't want to sleep. I want to play with my toys. And it's it's that good father who knows that the kids need rest or they're going to be cranky, right? So our father loves us enough to say, you can work for six days, have fun playing with that. And then I want you to have a day that you just rest and recover and focus on me because it's for your good. But the point is not so much about the Sabbath in that is is it is the relationship to work that I love that, man. I don't care what direction I'm going when I wake up, whether it's to the fire station or to work with entree pastor stuff, or I also have a little handyman business. Whatever it is that I'm doing, I'm having a blast, man. I love getting to build things and pour into people and grow businesses and systems. I love it. And uh, and I think God smiles when he sees his kids doing the things that he put in their heart to do. So yeah, it's we just help pastors work through. And it's not just pastors, by the way. I mean, we have other church staff and missionaries and just kingdom-minded people kind of in our camp, but that have kind of fallen under that umbrella of ministry needs to be delivered for free or no low cost because it's for the Lord. And if you're going to make a living from it, 
that's okay, but it better be a pretty meager living. Those are the people that we serve with this stuff, man. We want to set you free. And it's not all about the money, but it's it's about recognizing that the money is not doesn't need to be this negative thing that you've been told it is. Like, let's help you get some of it so that there's some margin in your life and you can really, without a lot of distraction, get to the life, this abundant life that Jesus has created for you and called you to. So it's exciting stuff that we get to do with our people. Exciting for sure. And, and the whole, the whole money thing, you know, it's about thriving. It's about living with that abundance mindset. Like you said, does your father own it all? Is he the King of Kings, right? Are you his ambassador and his child with access to the whole kingdom? Then we should not be wanting for things. We should not be starving pastors or ministry people. The money is a tool that we get to use here on earth to be able to do more of that work for him. And I love, love, love your excitement and the way that you're serving these people. If you're listening again, we want to send you over to John and Les's podcast, the Entree Pastors podcast. Go and find that on your podcast app. The entrepastors.com is where you can connect. Um, and uh, they also have got like a get started guide. They run challenges every so often to uh, help pastors and missionaries and be able to bring in some of that extra income. They have a business launch academy that you can find access to there. Go find them all the things entrepastors.com. John, it's been a pleasure to talk with you today. And I just want to know uh, what would you like to leave our listeners with? If there's only one thing they remember from this discussion today, what's the most important thing to take away? I love that question. And it's freedom. I often encourage people that we have way more freedom in Christ than we've often been told that we have. Um, freedom to live the abundant life that Jesus made possible. So I don't know what that means for you. It's not freedom from the Lord. It's freedom in the Lord. It's as we lean into him, we find that freedom to become who he made us to be. And that that is not just apply on Sunday morning inside of church. That applies to every part of your life. And work is a, such a huge part of our life. So I hope that in that you hear a message of like, man, what, what would my life look like to, to build a business with the freedom that I have? And so whatever that means for you, just lean into that. But we encourage our community with that often. You have way more freedom than you think you have or that you've been led to believe. So go live in Christ and experience that freedom today. Thank you. Thank you, my friends. Wherever you're listening, uh, leave us a comment if this has been helpful. Again, share it with someone you know who needs to hear this. Remember that you do have freedom and you have a message that God wants you to share for his glory and to light you up and to do more of that work in the kingdom. We'll see you in the next episode. If you found this episode helpful, please share it with a friend. And consider joining our free listener community at theflamingoadvantage.com. Remember, my friends, your message matters and your voice is needed. Don't be afraid to let your flamingo show.